Thanks for tuning in to the latest instalment of Walking Down Hope Street, the Falkirk fans podcast where each month we meet a former Bairn, chat about their career and their time in the Navy Blue. I'm your host Colin McFarlane and as always I'm joined by my co-host Lewis Hogan. Remember you can keep up to date with all the goings on at Walking Down Hope Street on our Twitter feed at WDH Street or via our Facebook group. This month we have one of our own, a man who worked his way up from youth level and went on to captain the team with over 170 appearances for the Bairns between 2002 and 2010. We're delighted to welcome Darren Barr to the show. Darren, how are you? I'm good, aye. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, it's good to be here. So the start of your footballing career kicked off with Westfield Boys Club and it's there that you probably worked with one of the, the best goalkeepers around. So I'm not talking about Casper Schmeichel or, or Tim Krull, talking about me. Was that the highlight uh, of your was, career? It was a definite highlight back then, I definitely have you. I Taught you everything you know. I remember you well. <laughs> Good old Westfield days. Good. So from Westfield, uh, you went on to Moody's Burn before Falkirk signed you in 2002. Do you remember much about the approach? I remember, well, growing up too fair, obviously my dad and my brothers and stuff like and Westfield was always kind of a part of that and obviously I stayed in Middlesbrough so it was kind of just a natural sort of when somebody asked you do you want to come to Middlesbrough and, and then I just kind of went for there with a few of my friends and you kind of that's where I met Ryan McStay and a few others um, and we kind of I don't know if they had a lot of an affiliation with Falkirk I think they maybe did so it was maybe that was kind of a natural progression so for some me and him didn't probably go to Falkirk to your was it 15, 15, 16 we were in? Well, maybe a wee bit earlier, but we didn't sign like, your apprenticeship or whatever else to a, a later date, but aye, there wasn't any, we didn't play with Wawa, certainly myself, I, it was like Westfield, Middlesbrough, and then it was Falkirk, you hadn't, nowadays it's a bit different, boys have played with different clubs, aye. and um, aye, so it was a good time, I think the days especially, you just enjoyed it with your pals, you just love playing football, there was nothing else. So despite playing centre-half at boys club level, you seem to start your time at Falkirk as a winger, did you, can you enjoy that, or did you expect to get moved back to centre-half? No, I think back then I had a bit of pace, <laughs> <laughs> I had a bit of pace back then, so I think, aye, I think growing up, well, you've probably seen my folk actually in my folk days I, I could play a few positions so I think I started yeah. out as a winger and I grew up Westfield and I actually probably play a back striker because I think my dad said to me the other day that when I was up front I played with Lee Miller at one point up front in a reserve <laughs> game and I'm going really? I'm going <laughs> yeah but I can't remember too much about that but I grew up it was played more out wing and, and midfield and then I think just with Ian McIntyre and stuff like that as the youth coaches and Eddie May just said right can you play right back can you, you play centre half and this is probably my good nature well say good nature I don't know maybe that's no good for me to say but <laughs> I think just going I'll play because I just, I just wanted to play football yeah. it was Aye. just that was most important Aye. growing up we just didn't want to miss anything and going could you fill an eye fill an eye <laughs> plus again as I said before having that pace it helps. Yeah. <laughs> it helps play a couple of positions, eh? So you mentioned there, obviously, about coming through the youth ranks, but mm. a lot of that development was at Brockville. What was it like being in and around Brockville? I think you cleaned the stand a few times as well. I know, as I said, like, when you signed your YTS, you went there and you grew up there with mm. the two years you had. You learned everything. You, you had to learn to put stuff on the bus. You had to put the goals in the bus for the first team. And then I remember every second Saturday, you'd be coming back and you'd be going, right, everybody would be running off that bus to find a, a spot uh, to clean and make sure it wasn't in the main stand because that was torture. <laughs> um, but I want to change that for the world. You know what I mean? We had our changing room with probably the older ones and then you wouldn't even probably dare go through the first team changing room, to be fair. You would only go through if you were, if you were needed. You know what so I mean? Who were some uh, of the guys to be avoided in that one? Uh, Yogi, probably. <laughs> Kevin James, like so these uh, big characters, they had big, big characters back then, but mm. probably more, even when I was, when I went in my first year YT and I, I remember doing my cruise shoot to be fair, doing my cruise shoot, so I had like, uh, 
Alan McQueen helped me out quite a lot and yeah. so I probably spent a lot of time uh, Brockville on that pitch recovering and yeah. doing runs and him slaughtering me and all so he's, <laughs> uh, he's uh, he was uh, he helped me massively as well throughout that first year because I probably only had the second season to try to get a proper contract so Aye, but aye, it was some time doing the dishes and we all had certain jobs and it was, it was tough going, but it was good, it was brilliant. I think thinking back to it now, it's a bit different than growing up now and when you see the coaching and everything else and they don't do as much anymore and they're not allowed to do as much anymore, but mm. I don't know, it was just a part of us and again, growing up with the boys and you, you don't forget it. You got your debut in two, 2004, replacing Andy Laurie in the 2-0 defeat by Queen of the South. Uh, do you remember much about that game? I actually don't, to be fair. <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, no, no, not until probably I went out and loaned it forfa, to be fair. And I can't really remember too much about it. I was only, especially back then, I was only if needed. That was the <laughs> if needed. So you were at the club under Ian McCall, but he's probably a manager who's not exactly renowned for giving youth a chance. So were you grateful when, when John Hughes and Owen Coyle came in, given that Yogi was a centre-half? How important was that to your development? Ah, it was to be fair, it was important. I think as well after the Brockville and then we went to Westfield and then things kinda started to change a little bit. We trained at Stirling as well and things and then you started to train I probably started to train more with the first team running about that time, um when we had like I can remember like likes of Craig Island and Kenny Mills and mm-hmm. uh, Jack Ross and Hadji and Scott McKenzie's to be fair, uh, Kev James. I if you couldn't handle that to be fair, I probably couldn't handle it at the time, but you just <laughs> you had to just do your best that's that's all they wanted that's what they wanted for you uh, back then um, but it's especially at that moment uh, when I went to Forfa I came back and loaned for there and sometimes you just try to let people know you're there and you mm-hmm. you want to make a go and you want to try to play for Falkirk because that was the that was, that's the game for you because you've been there all your days so you mentioned Forfa there was that a, a bit of a turning point for your career do you think that was a good place to go out and learn your trade so to speak nah, it was great it was great for me I can't I can't thank him enough because I remember at a time where you're not playing too much you're playing reserve football mm-hmm. and we weren't even playing probably the better league so you're playing like teams just run about us in local areas and stuff like that so you're, you're going out with men you know what I mean and mm-hmm. boys are actually probably then is where we start to appreciate it a wee bit more because boys are I remember I wasn't even driving back then and boys like Eddie Forrest and Bonesy and stuff like that pick me up mm-hmm. and these guys are like teachers and you know what I mean they've got their jobs and so you don't take for granted you're going there to work and yeah, so I think, especially, I don't even know how many games I played, I maybe played, only played about 15 or 20 games, but that was brilliant, even just the atmosphere and just getting the surroundings and I think it was uh, Fairley, Brian Fairley yeah. took, us up, took us up and then a wee bit of Ray as well, so at Forfra there was big characters as well, Eddie Forrest and even David McLean, there was, a good, uh, there was a good bunch of boys there that helped me to be fair and then it kind of, it's that first team environment, that Saturday feeling you kind of, you wanted because at the end of the day you're playing Tuesdays and you're Wednesdays and you're playing with your football and you've done it with your, well I'd say my friends back then because you grew up with your, your pals obviously yeah. playing but no it was good to get on loan and try like obviously a yoga take notice a wee bit more. When you came back from Forfa, that was where it all seemed to click for you, but how big a step up was it for playing for Forfa and then coming back to Falkirk and being in the Premier League? Oh, there's no denying it was a it was a big step up too fair. You've got obviously I think as well back then when trying to break through I think you had like Tiago. I think Tiago yeah, was in the team. He was just saying the half uh, of the time, Craig right. Island was in the team, Kenny Milne was there, Jack Ross and like even boys like Stephen Thompson and yeah, I guess Danny McBreens and I think they were that sort of season where Russell as well actually yeah. forgetting the main one as well <laughs> the main guy um, so I, I think it was I think training with him especially that season I can remember I just when you go out and loan you come back and just feel more confident you can you get a wee bit more belief about yourself when you're going to do all that here 
you never know because I think maybe at that point, the right, there's a lot older players back then. Like it's a bit different now when I see it now. Like you're seeing the teams, there's not as many experienced players in their teams now. There's mm-hmm. a lot of young boys coming through and they're getting more of a chance. But you're going, just give me a chance, give me a chance. <laughs> come on, just give me that. Uh, I don't think I played that season. I maybe played one or two games. I think it was the following it's season. The following I started season, to play. that's right. Because that, that following season, that's when we had the likes of Casper Schmeichel, yeah. Scott Arfield, as you said, Latipe. Stokes was there as well. Mm. So what what was that dressing room like? I think we had a good squad then, but we had a good bunch of boys that probably like to actually like socialise together and go out together and do things like that. So they are talking like Scotty, Scotty's, Scotty Arfield's obviously that lively boy as well. You know what I mean? Around the changing room, and you had yeah. obviously had Stokes who came up and just had that phenomenal season for us as well. So he had he kicked his cell on there. You'd have been quite quiet. You'd have been quite young then. I se- seventeen or something. I, I think. know. To be fair, I think that season I was used to just kind of rightly said it was like I don't know what can happen. I think maybe is it maybe like Yogi kind of seen and they wanted to try the youth and it kind of gave us all a wee chance mm. to go. Do you know what? But then at the same time for me. It was great to play with the likes of Kenny Milne mm. and Jack Ross one side, uh, sorry, on the right side, and then uh, like Mark Twaddle was coming through as well. So, mm. I and, and even though we did have that youth, where you're saying Casper and Scotty, and you had Marcus Stewarts, and you had Chris Mitchells, you had I had the, all of them coming through, and mm. you did still have Stephen Thompson's Tiago's. I remember even the boy Cedric Uras was there as well. <laughs> he was um, brilliant. Ah, he was very good. Um, <laughs> so I think the guy, especially you, had that blend where it just. Especially in the Premier League, just see me work. Because I always remember, I because obviously the goal Ryan McStay scored to get in the Zinner League, and then I had like the, the likes of Hadges and the Scotty McKenzies and the legends that like we kind of grew up with. And we watched at Brockville, mm. and then for it for it to switch quite quick with the kind of blend the youth and I was maybe a bit fortunate for myself to be at that time, and you're just trying to take a chance. A great time to be a part of it. You obviously played in quite a few memorable Falkirk games, but one that sticks out is the the friendly against Ajax. What do you remember about that? Oh, just the occasion. The occasion was great because it was obviously it's, I know it's a friendly, but seeing you see the likes of Huntler, Huntler was playing Snyder. Is it Snyder? Snyder. Snyder. Was playing, and I've got this picture with Snyder, and I'm just it's a great picture. We played again for Gordon. Was he yeah. sticking out your back pocket? Or uh, well, <laughs> I think it was me just being a rash, just trying to stay close to him, just like just so he doesn't turn. Because I was like, oh no, I can't let him turn here. I just can't let him turn. To beat Ajax, <laughs> I know it's a friendly. It's only a friendly, know that. But it was just, it was good for boys. You're seeing coming through the club as well, and likes of going and playing against Ajax. So it was great. And we actually, do you know what as well? We asked for our strips, and they couldn't give us a strip. I was like, I think I asked for. I can't remember. I think it was Hunter last one. He just said, "No, we can't." I think we're playing on our game. I'm going. You can't give me a strip. Yeah, I'm like, give me a strip. <laughs> you got, but couldn't they? I just couldn't. Do it. I don't know how they were playing somebody else, but they just said no, and I'm going. What's going on? When we, we went to Holland quite a lot in pre-season, I remember that, because the gaffer took us there and um, we went to Holland and playing Groningen's and good teams, it was a good, it was a good learning curve for me, I can't thank him enough for that, it was, uh, but you don't, you don't appreciate it at the time though, yeah. see when you leave, even, I probably not even mentioned Brian Rice enough to be fair, to a certain degree, because even with Yogi being the manager, and you get Chipper, because uh, the two of them just worked very well and how they wanted to play and how they wanted us to play, it just... I just seem to work. So your stock uh, in that Falkirk squad rose with another four seasons in the Premier League. It was seventh, seventh, tenth, and then eventually relegation. Could you put your finger on why things seem to run out of steam towards the end? It's a hard one. I think when you have so many good seasons like Yogi did, I say Yogi, I said a gaffer probably. Maybe kill me if I'm saying that. <laughs> um, 
because we did, we had that blend and he, he brought, brought through some good players. Even I remember the boy, Ar- is it Arnau? Arnau? Arriera. Uh, honestly, what a player he was as well. Um, <laughs> he didn't even play as much as well, I thought he had Buttons O'Brien, Lee Bullens. And so I think even just throughout the seasons, mm. we had big players. And then by the end of it, when he left, uh, when good managers, big characters leave, it's hard to keep that going. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's hard to keep that going. Um, and a lot of people are trying to come in and try to put their stamp on things and things don't really work. And uh, obviously, because we know what Yogi's like. And so, I mean, at the end of the day, you want to do it for yourself, but if you're not doing it for him, you know. Do you know what I mean? You definitely know that. So I'd, I'd, I couldn't really put my th- finger on it because there was a good bunch of still there. Yeah. Um, but near the end of it, I remember obviously Jack Ross leaving, Kenny Mullen wasn't there anymore. There was a good, I remember every season, there'd be just a couple that would maybe just not be there and there'd be somebody else coming in. Mm. Um and then the likes of the youth was coming through because I remember by the end that Flynn was coming through and yeah Ryan Flynn and, like so it's hard to put your finger on it to say where it did because as you say day seasons were unbelievable you remember I think it was one game against Aberdeen like we should have probably been at top six and then we didn't get a goal and it should have been in so for to go for that and then when Yogi left and then to try to get the bars somebody else coming in with Eddie May or whoever it may be I think for me that's a that's a big factor a big character leaves like that it's, it's yeah. hard to Replicate that again. So you, you talked there a wee bit about coming towards the end of Yogi's career, and obviously you worked under Yogi, but you also worked under Eddie May. So what was the what was the difference between the the two of them? It's a hard one to get because with Yogi, I came through with Yogi. I had the good and the bad with Yogi. Well, I remember a time where he took me off after about twenty minutes because I, I said something back to him and two were hammering tongs. He tipped. <laughs> so I, and, and that was a reserve game. That must have been in twenty minutes. So we I mean, could have went either way with Yogi. Like, but, but probably at that time I was just ready to play. I wanted to play first team and. There were so many big players and good characters in that team. So he's like, no, I want to keep you. I'm like, no, I want to play. So it was like, and then when he came in, when he started to play for him, when he's bringing the likes of like Thiago, Vitor's actually as well, like Vitor, he had Pedro. I'm still friendly with v- uh, Pedro still to this day. The balance I had, and I was really fortunate to have Kenny Mullins, Jack Rossi, Stephen Thompson, Higdon as well, McBreen's for every season. And I remember an player as well. I'm probably killing myself here, mind you, but even Gerard Afjes, do you remember him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What a player he was. Yeah, yeah absolutely. See, technique-wise. and See, the other likes of players like Yogi was bringing in. Mm. So you could see the ambition of the club. <sighs> Maybe his ambition and his drive, his desire just kept us going and mm. we loved it and the environment he was creating with the players the likes we were bringing in and we couldn't help but love to be there and like the yeah. way he wanted to play football and I'd like to think for the fans and everybody else it was a good time enough. my touch was like a trampoline at times but <laughs> do you know what I mean when you're playing like with these sorts of calibre of players and for him he still picked me and he had people pushing you so you had to be on your game you had to but Yogi still drove you and he still wanted do you know what I mean that desire off you and uh, even for the gym to everything so I don't want to big up too much here because uh, <laughs> but was there a uh, did you was there a noticeable difference then when, when Eddie May took over in terms of keeping uh, that because it was a, as I said it was a year it's hard to try and replicate that and obviously it was maybe my last season as well mm. or oh, it was my last season but it was like and then for, and that's probably my one regret he's saying to me he wants to play me right back and the boy McLean comes in and I should have been stronger to say no I want to play centre half I've made my name here as a centre half mm. But at the end of the day, managers are managers. They want to try different things. The boy put a new stamp on it. Yeah. It wasn't a great season, but it went right to the wire. <laughs> it wasn't like we were like a, a team where that was it. We were relegated. It was right to the wire. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to put a way they may. Just a different style, how somebody speaks in a different way. Mm-hmm. So again, he only had a year to do that. So it's hard to say, all oh, right, well, it's not very good. But when you're coming for that, 
like what Yogi's built yep. for built for us mm-hmm. go all the way up. Mm. Uh, it's a really hard thing to come in and try keep going with I as you said the Elvis yeah. Elvis was there and I played with Elvis near the end as well. So I I mean I love my I love my team when I was growing up, so whoever it was, they were always good to me. Mm-hmm. So I would always I mean, give for the cause. It's just a shame that it did finish like that. Aye. But for difference for managers, it's it's hard to put your finger on it. So during the Premier League years, who who was the toughest opponent you came up against? I remember Yelvich was really tough for Rangers to feel solid. Um, quick, Robbie Keane. Robbie Keane, his, his movement and stuff like that was crazy. And, that, and again, even, I remember at one point, Nakamura, I'd never played in the midfield, but his, just the way he moved. And another one I know, Sean Maloney was tough. I always found him very tough to deal with. Sometimes I didn't mind the, the taller ones, it was just more the ones with movement. The, the nippy oh ones, my aye. Days, aye. So it was, uh, I think they, they would be definitely up there, do fair day ones anyway. You've kind of touched on some of these already, but from a personal point of view, things at Falkirk were good. So you were, you were named captain at the age of 22 and you also led out the team at the 2009 Cup final. Mm. Just how big an honour was that and how do you look back on that game? Oh, yeah, I mean, like, I'm just so proud. Do you know what I mean? The, I think as well, was it the semis we beat them filming? Mm-hmm. So even with that, with Scobies, yeah. Scobie, Scott Arfield, yeah, these sorts of boys were coming through and our boys grew up with the club. So it was great. And I actually seen, I watched the game the other night, actually, <laughs> uh, the last game and showed a wee clip and it just kind of brought back memories. Uh, but it was, uh, it was massive honour. I mean, it was just absolutely gutting just not to pick it up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was fortunate enough to go there again in our club, but it's just, I think for me to grow up there, for a club to give me so much, you're thinking, oh, just, just, and then that, as you said, that strike for Nats and Ovo, and I mean, that'll haunt me for the rest of my days. <laughs> yeah, when we spoke to Davey Weir, he said that he thought Rangers were kind of, well, he didn't quite say lucky, but he, that was the inference. Is that what you thought, that, that things might have gone a wee bit differently? Oh, I was hoping, I was hoping, <laughs> but you know, when you play Rangers Celtic, you need to have a bit of luck, no matter how we play, because I remember, they might have took a few hands off Rangers Celtic teams but the way mm. we wanted to play Yogi wanted to play like we always went for it and we always tried to play our style I even remember my dad had a uh, tape uh-huh. tape so we had a tape the other day and put it in and it was like I think it was like we played Celtic and it's pawned in them I'm going the way we played like against Celtic we try to keep the ball and we're mm. trying to move it at our pitch and you're mm. going Phew. so again against Rangers you're hoping you're hoping for that wee bit of luck and then he play actually really well in the day mm-hmm. and then not to get it and I remember a couple of wee chances we had and we just couldn't get around it and then oh, it was just, I was, uh, I'm not going to lie, it was gotten, <laughs> absolutely gotten. Uh, you were also recognised at Scotland B level with Falkirk, uh, who else was in that squad at the time? My memory's not great at times, I know that, <laughs> but I know, I know Gowser was there, obviously Alan Gowser was there as well, we played mm-hmm. with him and I think that was probably my first we tasted it and just getting a wee bit of acknowledgement and stuff like that, but it was great. Full honours were to, to come against uh, Northern Ireland at Hamden, uh, so you were the first Falkirk player to play for the full national side in almost 50 years, so tell us about that experience. Ah, it was brilliant, um, friendly, and you're coming on with Davy Weir, obviously Davy Weir's your partner at centre half, so it was brilliant. Uh, clean sheet as well, mind you, <laughs> so it was, uh, it was <laughs> good for that, that one as well, aye, but at the same time, I think... Over my piece when I had been away, I had went a couple of trips with him and I'd been, it was just gotten that I didn't really get a wee chance or a wee in at some point. 
Uh, it was great to have a half. I always say half a cap when people say it, and it's and again, as you said, we put me Falkirk and getting that like call up at Falkirk. Um, Aye, that sort of recognition. Aye, that there, recognition right? when I was there. It was good. It was good for the club as well and good for me. And I think in some teams as well. I know, I know, I think Elvis was there at that point where Burley went there, I think yeah. he was there, so maybe I had something to do with it, but I'd like to think, well, obviously your performances over so many seasons and you think you get a wee chance, so, and, uh, and we were pushing at points, I think maybe when I started to go, but and it was starting to come down a wee bit and we weren't playing as, as well as much, but, I mean, you go there and you, I mean, you're never going to reject a country, no way, and it was just a shame that I didn't getting a couple of wee starts or a wee sniff here and there it was just not to be so it seemed to be a, a tight call between you and Christoph Berra who's to, as to who might hold down a regular slot in the squad is that how you saw it? probably yeah, I'd say so even when I went there it was when I was on the bench or he but he again be at point hearts and then he moved on and stuff like that so he'd kind of had that recognition for mm. what you'd say is maybe a so-called better club at the time as well so you're and you had the likes of Codwells were there and McManus were there and maybe for me to break into the centre half position and again for Yogi to take a chance on me when I'm not the tallest yeah. um, especially at that time so it was maybe just I'd love to have maybe if the manager at the time just took a chance on me because mm. I don't think we're doing too well or Scotland we're doing too well so it would, it would have been good just to get that wee chance but again it's his decision and I'm never not going to whenever I'm getting cold I'm going to go do you know what I mean I'm, and I'm going to give my all it's just was not it be you kind of alluded to it there but do you think it's a lot harder for players that are maybe playing out with the old firm and Hearts and Hibs to, to, to get that chance and hold down things do you think that maybe where mm. it might have been an issue maybe that time because obviously with me going there as well I'm trying to think who else in Clarkson's boys, a couple of boys from Motherwell and stuff mm-hmm. that were there and we always had like uh, McFadden's Maloney's and as I said Caldwell's McManus Hutton as well, so you had to feel like it was good challenge. Like it was a big ask maybe for me to go and try put something. Davy Weir and all mind you as well, so it was mm. maybe a big ask. I mean they're always playing with the, the big two and all the big clubs in Scotland. Mm. So you know I mean, but again it would never never really phase me. I always gave my all and tried to go there and try prove a point. But it's just again sometimes these things happen. And you just need to move on for it. So turning back to, to Falkirk, you, you also experienced a bit of a tragedy with what happened to Craig Gowans in, in 2005, you were obviously at the, at the club then, so just how difficult a period was was that for everybody in the dressing room? Aye, that was, that was, that was a very tough time, uh, for, aye, just for everybody in general and obviously your heart goes out for the family and stuff like that as well, just... And I remember not knowing as well back then with the boys. Obviously, Scotty was coming through, Marcus Stewart, these sorts of boys. I remember the boy Gibb as well, Scott Gibb. And, yeah. I mean, they, these are all t- his teammates. And I mean, in that day, I actually remember the day, and you see the uh, the groundsman and the way Yogi is, and I, I think it was Eddie May as well. And just I've seen these boys' reactions, and just and obviously being a father myself now. And no, I mean, it's uh, uh, it was a a very hard day. Now that day will never be forgot. Turning to better times at Falkirk, you also had the opportunity to have a taste of European football in the ties against Vaduz. Tell us about that experience. Ah, that was brilliant. Yeah. Well, saying, I'm saying brilliant, you might win. Like the first leg, fair enough, we done well with the first leg and we thought, hey, here we go. But mm. over there, it was, it was tough. There's no going lie, it was a tough venue to go to and tough place to go to. Yeah, but I think it was, it was Eddie May in charge of that as well. And yeah. I. I just wish we could have done better in Europe as for maybe for Scotland in a whole but again with the likes of Flynn Scotty Arfield uh, these sorts of boys in the team it was um, I, I was just a shame we just couldn't get it over the line but again for an experience for us 
Well, I don't, I don't want to put Falcon down because I think we're a big club and we can uh, achieve a lot over there so many years. Mm-hmm. So, I'd, and if you can get in that, fair enough, we don't want to win, win the final to be fair, but we got we got there. Um, but it was just a shame we couldn't kick on that away leg. That away leg was, it's a different game over there, isn't yeah. it, the Niners? It's a different game and it's a different feel and mm-hmm. uh, I, we just couldn't. I just couldn't get it going. Just got the feeling at that game that they were just were a lot more physical than, than we were. I felt that actually more than anything, they were a lot more physical. Mm. Obviously, different, even with their team, so, so many different international like international players all over the world. Mm. And I think I feel like they just had a wee bit more know how, mm. like know how to get passes or know how to win. To be fair, more than these sort of ties, no matter no matter who the team is and. I don't want to give excuses, but we were young, you know what I mean, and we were coming through, and boys were pushing through. It's just maybe away from home, we could have been a wee bit more, just, just like kind of let it happen. But a uh, folk away, we want to go and give it a good go ourselves. It was, it was Absolutely, it. That was to be your last season at Falkirk following the relegation. So clearly, that was a sour note to end your your eight years at the club. But tell us about what the dressing room was like down at Rugby Park that day. Ah, it was horrible. Mm, you can't even lie about it. It's horrible. Uh, coming in, what, what do you say when you came in? Even being a, I say a coach myself now, it's it's a hard, it's, it was a hard one to come in and take because no matter what anybody would have said after the game, everybody felt it. I don't, I don't even think we played bad in the game. We just couldn't score. Mm. Uh, it was maybe a story of the season as well. No keeping enough clean sheets, no scoring enough goals. It was never like we were the team that was going to get relegated. It was a tough, it was a close call between a few years. It wasn't like there was one who was going to go. So. Um, for that day, I remember Flynn had that chance as well around Flynn, so I was, I was gutted more for him and all because you can't even go jazz. I mean, like if we could have got out of the situation beforehand, we would have. It was just with a couple of chances we could have taken. Again, they had some big players as well. Obviously, Kev Kyle being there, and uh-huh. some good players. So I don't mind. It was, it was good atmosphere as well. It was some atmosphere, so, and I just remember like fans coming to pitch, and you're just. And then obviously if I'm not going to be there anymore and you know, and it's hard to say thanks to the fans and thanks to people who kinda of backed me in my day there. Um mm. uh, it was a a sore note, as you say, Dai. So do you ever think that here we are nearly ten years later and Falkirk haven't made it back to the Premier League? Have you got a sense of why that might be? Just gutted for them more than anything because obviously my time there uh, was great and we had some great times, so I'm kinda wee bit flabbergasted why they're not there and, but I suppose at the same time they had some good times with Houston and stuff like that at the final and it's just a shame that with a win I still can't believe they've not got a youth set up anymore that's just something I I, I can't believe they've not got um, especially when you were such a beneficiary I, of it yeah. well, I don't know about me mind you but I, if there's, there's <laughs> a, there was, it's not that it's just there was a good few coming through it was just and for that to go I just don't see the sense in it at all. I, 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 I don't know the ins and outs of the club, that's fine, but it's just, um, that was the one thing where I remember growing up, when you grow up as a boy and you're going, you're speaking to your mum, like, what do we do? Oh, you go to Falkirk, because you know you're going to get a wee chance at some point, you may get a wee sniff mm. uh, and stuff like that, but now I've not got it anymore. I'm just going, that's like, and I think maybe the Falkirk fans as well, you're thinking, well, if things weren't going well, we, I mean, they could look to somebody of one of their own and go, well, he's coming through or there's something coming through. It's, Aye, there's so, a conveyor belt uh, there. There's something there. Yeah, that was probably my big one. But again, what you're saying is, I don't know. I, I couldn't ever put my finger on it. It's just, it's a shame that they've not got there because the club is the whole club as a whole for me. And obviously, seeing it and being there with them, I'm not speaking to them, but it's built for the Premier League. That's what it's yeah. built for. Mm. For in my, in my opinion, anyway. You're listening to Walking Down Hope Street with special guest Darren Barr.
going back to your playing career, you you did move on to Hearts. Are there other offers on the table? I think I remember reading something about Aberdeen. Were um, interested. I can't really much of Aberdeen. I remember Hibs, obviously, because Yogi was there. Right. Um, Yogi was there, so that was maybe something that I was keen to maybe do. Uh, but I just kind of didn't work out with Yogi. Um, <laughs> for probably things I don't want to tell you, mind you. But, uh, <laughs> no, no, that's I know it was. Uh, I could have went either way. Two fellas probably more inclined to go to Hibs, but uh, I had a maybe meeting with them. Then it go so well, and you're waiting a wee bit longer. Then obviously Hearts came in. Uh, a big massive club to me and obviously growing up in Scotland mm-hmm. with Rangers Celtic it's Hibs and Hearts for me So was it quite a difficult decision to leave the club considering you built up such a sort of fans favourite um, uh, I mean were well, you aware, I don't, were, I don't, were you aware I don't of really it? know that to be fair I'm really sure about it if I was a fans favourite I mean I always remember because I, I gave them all and They sang I, songs I about you Aye ah, well <laughs> I don't know if it was good songs mind you but <laughs> I, uh, I think obviously leaving it was it was tough but I think once Yogi left and then Eddie May came in, it was, uh, it was a difficult period and then we've been getting asked different positions, I'm going, and then age I was as well, I think it was maybe just the right time for me to go and it's not on Falco because they gave me a great upbringing and, and they still kept me in that, on that pitch and if, if I was delivering they played me and that was it, but mm-hmm. to go to Hearts from there was, that was, it was great for me. At Hearts, Paolo Sergio seemed to turn you into a, a central midfielder. Is that something you were quite comfortable with? Uh, I don't know about comfortable with, uh, <laughs> but it's something that I could do. Uh, I remember growing up, I remember playing with Ryan McStay often enough, and he'll probably tell you this. Uh, like, do you know what I mean? I just usually, I was kind of like the, the runner, and to be fair, I just give him the ball, and then he just make things happen. So it was something that I didn't actually mean, because when Paolo Sergio came in, actually, to be fair, he was very good. Like, it was a no, no similar to Yogi, but it was a how would you say going for Jeffries to his training. A lot of the boys took it quite a wee bit because it was a lot of shape work, a lot of positional work, a lot of this is the way he wants to play. And again, maybe it was just fortunate that maybe one day he put me in there because I wasn't playing a lot at centre half. I'd played right back now and again for Jeffries, and I, I played when obviously because we had a lot of competition in there at the time when Jeffries was with Zal, with Webster, with. Uh, Ismail Boozied as well so there's a good few and halves and just didn't for whatever reason it just never worked in there and then obviously when he came in playing these bounce games and Olympia 11s and everything else it just seemed to he clicked well that was way in black way if it was way oh what's his name we boy played with Kilmarnock because when we played Liverpool he was playing with me in the middle of the park is it Mehdi Tao? Mehdi Tao we Mehdi so you mentioned there also working with Jim Jeffries at Hearts what was that like? Um, I was it was okay. It was okay. It didn't really work for me under Jeffries, to be honest. He uh, was always um, he good with me, but we had a good teams and bad points with me and him. Um, but at the same time, he was always it was fair. Um, so if you were doing it, you'd play. Uh, but again, as I said before, we had good competition in there, and I think maybe that team people would feel where I'm coming from Falkirk to Hearts. It was maybe a big step, mm. so maybe it took me a wee bit of time to. Just get yourself going with it and get yourself because the atmosphere on that ground is unbelievable. Um, but different, I'm not saying focus isn't, but uh, just the intensity, the whole feel it right on you. If you're not winning, you're not doing well straight away, it was just, it was it was like fire on you. That was like, um, it's probably like what Falkirk miss at Brockville. Yep, definitely. Um, but it was just, aye, great stadium. And but under Jeffries, it was, aye, it was because we had, did have a big squad and. Stuff like, but this didn't work out for me as much under him as I'd liked, but it's football. 
you did uh, go on to play an important part in Hearts history, scoring the first goal in the famous 5-1 defeat of Hibs in the Scottish Cup final. Can mm. you tell us much about that? Someday. You see, when you, I still, even actually on Saturday when you're going through Edinburgh and somebody's coming up and wanting you to sign a picture still, it's, uh, <laughs> and you've got your face and it's a terrible celebration to be fair, terrible. But again, I just don't even know what came in my head. It was just one of these things you're, I know you're in the box with Webby and Big Zal and others and it just, I think it was McGowan that had a header and just, it falls to you and you're going, oh no, it's happening. It's, just, <laughs> it's like a nosebleed here, what's going on? Uh, and then after you put it in, you're going, right, what did I do? It was, uh, it was incredible. Yeah, and I think a few people that day probably, probably made a good bit, a wee bit of money off me, to be fair. So I could probably get about 30s. I don't even know what sort of odds you get from me, to be fair. Um, but aye, that day, even just the build up. And again, probably speaking about Sergio, like his detail with stuff uh, was like very good, very good. Where it was like, we obviously their team of where it was like what we were going to do, and because I think maybe him coming in, it did help me, it massively helped me with just how he wanted to play, and then in there, just he's like, damn, just obviously that's your job. So it's your job is to be back, back four and keep it tidy, give it to Maddie, give it likes of Jamie Ham, we'll give it likes of Blackie, you know. And to be fair, I loved it. And I think I'd like to think I'd done well in there actually probably more mm. so and then I filled in at centre half, but I'd like to think I'd I gave a good account myself. I liked to have played more when I was there to be fair. I hurts I was neither denying that I'd love to have kicked on and played a bit more. But that day was unbelievable. And then to get to an off final with them as well. And that obviously didn't go to plan with St Mun, but yeah. obviously after that first season not going so well and then for the following season to have the all the turmoil is and people not getting paid and then for his we just had good characters and that changing them. Um, so for to go to the Scottish Cup final and then that to win it, just to win it like that, I don't think it'll ever be forgotten. Yeah. Um, so it's a shame to see them where they are now mm-hmm. um, in the league and everything else. So it's just because I think we Hearts and Falkirk they're the two I, I look out for the most to be fair more than then. Aye, but that day and then see after it as well. The, honestly, see the the following day with the support and going on the home top bus. <laughs> uh, aye, it was, it was. I've never. It kind of gives you chills a wee bit, mm-hmm. um, especially that day. Because he growing up, for me, he wanted to play football and you want to go to cup finals. Right, enough, I didn't play for the Rangers or Celtic, I didn't get that chance. So to get to any sort of final or to get there with Falkirk and obviously lose that was absolutely gutting. But to, that's, that's what you love for, that's what, that's what it was, that's what you was. It wasn't about money, it wasn't just about to get to try to achieve something, try to win something. That's mm-hmm. what you try to do every, obviously every Saturday, but yeah. for, to win it like that was incredible. I and mean, then aftermath, it was, it was something else I've never seen like it in Edinburgh. I've never seen anything like it. So just a, a final question on your, your time at Hearts. I mean, you were obviously there during the, the Romanoff era and like, Lithuanians in the squad. How how did you find that? Strange. <laughs> strange. <laughs> strange at times. Uh, people would come and obviously they need translators and mm. they come into the changing room. So I, 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 it was strange for me, but I, I don't know what it like to be a manager or in that time what, what was happening in the background. So... I said, we just got on with our job and as much as we can and any way we could have helped the club, we would. So you're never invited to uh, watch Vladimir Romanov doing the Strictly Come Dancing? Or no, it's not, <laughs> not that. I just heard a few old stories where you know, he, loved his bas- he loved his basketball and stuff like that. So yeah. it was, I uh, just, we didn't hear too much and we tried to take no too much into that because for me, as we say before, comes was a massive club, massive. Um, so it was just very strange things. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> 
So for the next part of your career, it seemed that, that kind of injuries really took their, their toll. So you had a, a season at Kilmarnock, then you went to Ross County before dropping down to the Championship with Dumbarton. So just how frustrating a period was that in your career? Uh, that's probably the most frustrating part of my career, to be honest. Because um, obviously I had that injury when I was younger. I was 17. I had done my cruise shoot back then. And then after Hearts, obviously, going to Kilmarnock, I think it was. I mm. um, And then actually, I done my hip as well. And again, Alec McQueen for his sins had me there as well. <laughs> so again, if it wasn't for him, probably I wouldn't even had a career. To be fair, mm. um, he helped him, he helped me through all that, and even at Kilmarnock, had done the same. So it just wasn't to be there. And then after that, I try to go to other teams, and I think obviously after that I went. Actually, I was trial to Partick at the time, and then I, I didn't go there. And I went to County, and I played a few games there, and then. I remember the game against Aberdeen, I done my cruise again, so after like 10 games, I just, when I done that, you're just thinking, come on, give us a break. Then after that, you're kind of starting to think, right, well, is my body not reacting the way I want it to? Because I wasn't, I wasn't old, I was kind of getting to my, coming up to 30 and stuff like that, and you're thinking, right, but then obviously I got into Dumbarton after that as well, it was just that first time of the part-time sort of stuff, mm. but it was a... Uh, it was maybe good. It was good for my body to try to get playing again. So was that when you started thinking about coaching? Or? Aye, that's probably probably county especially. Um, that was something. Cause I, after that, I started to maybe get into coaching a wee bit more. And obviously, when Falkirk had Fourth Valley, mm. I done that as well. I was there taking the fourteens and seventeens. Mm. I see. I see Fourth Valley Falkirk to me. It's always Falkirk <laughs> to me, but it did. It's kind of like the Fife Elite stuff as well. But I know that was good. So I started thinking about it, and I do enjoy it. Something that I love. Um, but. Obviously going to Dumbarton part time, it gave me that kind of license to try to get into it and see if it was for me and STV can took me there. So it was um it was good and we had actually some good teams there as well. Dumbarton was okay and it just kinda of showed me what the part time level was like and I really, I kinda of know if I know what my attitude would be like anyway, but to go there and see boys as well again and come to I mean it done quite well. We had some good games against them uh, Hibs and things we've done okay, we stayed in the league twice mm-hmm. uh, two seasons I was there and I think we stayed in the league twice and that was sorta of, We'd always want to go higher, but I mean, when you're playing good teams in that league, you're kind of like staying league. Can it be strange coming up against Falkirk as well? Aye, very strange. <laughs> Actually, I think in my time when even I was at Hearts, I just didn't like it. Mm. Uh, I felt more nervous. I don't know what it was. It just didn't seem to go to plan. He's always done one over me for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I just, it was a. Uh, because even Houston actually had aye, too fair they'd done really well in the championship and I was just unlucky at the end of it but aye, I just don't know I just didn't see what to plan for me I just it was always better when I just got that blue mate on that was that <laughs> An opportunity then arose at Morton as a player and head of the development team uh, how was that? Yeah, it was good it was great it was something that kind of came out of the blue obviously being at Fourth Valley coaching here for a couple of years mm-hmm. um, I obviously knew the boy Mick McCarlow really well um, and he'd kind of spoke to me and asked because I knew Hadji and, uh, so he was at morning at the time and then Jim Duffy was speaking to me and, and then after that I spoke to a few of them it was up above them and stuff like that so and then it just went for there and it was good uh, for the first I think it was like six, seven months I was there I enjoyed it I actually really enjoyed it we took the took the 20s uh, there and Aye, they've got some good kids coming through. The boy Reese uh, Lyons is coming through. There's a Lewis McGrattan's. There's a good bunch of, I think there's a couple others that are coming through. Uh, so, do you know what? I actually really enjoyed it. It was something different. And Jim Duffy actually was really good with me as well. Because um, obviously he's done the youth stuff. And then for him to come through and share his experiences. And again, we had you. Uh, Craig McPherson, obviously, he was really good. I keep saying people are really good. But uh, generally, <laughs> they couldn't have done any more for me and helped me out. 
Um, and then just after the Christmas time, things changed up above. Uh, it just wasn't for me anymore, and it was just kind of we just moved on, and that was it. I went back to Stirling. So, yeah. I no, it was uh, something I actually really enjoyed. It was just trying to. Hear, I think maybe my team probably growing up at Falkirk, and you're kind of coming through in a youth academy and stuff like that. You're you try to help these kids and try to kind of share your experiences. But in the day, it's about them and trying to push them on for a first team. That was yeah. your kind of main for them and try to help them out. So no, it was something I enjoyed probably. I'd never seen myself as how would you say it? Naturally, going for like myself a manager or something. Like that. It was mm. I don't want. I kind of want to always see through the, through the youth, so the 14s, 17s, and then to go to the 20s. It was something I always wanted to see before. At the minute, obviously I'm doing obviously part time, but it's at Annan, so it's kind of like I wanted to see through it all to gain that sort of apprenticeship, as you say. Yeah, as being a coach or assistant manager, whatever you want to call it. And um, so gives you an appreciation uh, of each level. Uh, and you can see a lot of these coaches, and it's. Taking a lot of time, a lot of these boys are volunteers doing this for kids, so it's uh, so it's been good. You then got a taste of management with, with Sterling Alvin when you took over as caretaker from Dave Mackay. So how was that experience for you? I enjoyed my time there as well, like, again playing, but again my knees just didn't. Uh, I wish I could play more for Dave because Dave was great with me, uh, good coach as well. I think he's at Dundee at the minute, um, so he was great with me. So when he left, it was unfortunate. And I, I know I wasn't playing at the time, but and then I obviously just asked me if. You know, could you just take it for a bit just to see what we're going to do because I think at the time I didn't put my CV forward because I'd have thought about it but they they kind of said to us we were going to go that experience sort of route and then mm. obviously uh, Kev got it so yeah. listen it's, it's football I don't understand that it's, I mean I'm not daft so it was uh, no it was fine uh, enjoyed it stressful but it's something that I, I enjoy and I do enjoy it. it it did seem a little weird that you essentially swapped jobs with Kevin Rukovic so he took over at Stalin Albion and you took his job as assistant at Annan so uh, what happened there? I think probably because he comes in you know it's like people want to have their own put their own stamp on things and and then obviously I've been there I'd, I'd been there for a year and I'm thinking to myself well, well I think I knew Peter Murphy before I played with him at Kilmarnock actually you know he was in trial with us for a bit a couple of months, mm-hmm. uh, just build up to the first season, and then I done my license with him, and then it just kind of something came up. I don't know he was looking for it, and then the question got asked, and I says, "Well, obviously it's something I want to do." And I knew how my body was feeling. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was uh, it was probably a bit strange, mind you, for people who are outside looking at it. But that was just probably something natural for me because that's something I want to do, and I wanted to get that experience in. It was a uh, uh, maybe a bit strange, but nothing. It was just no. It was just a sort of nothing sinister behind it. Nothing sinister behind it. It was just that. It was just a. The question was asked, and obviously, because I was still contracted to Stirling, so you're just trying to work out a few things there, and then that was it. And you're still with Annan just now, so uh, how's that going? Ah, uh, it's good. Um, obviously, just been put Scottish, so it's no, no very good to know, <laughs> no. So, um, but no, it's been going well. Last, I think it's the year I've been there, so they've been doing really okay. I'm sitting fourth in the league, so I'm um, very young this season, so it will be. It'll be interesting to see how we keep pushing on and sometimes I'm needed, so uh, which is no very good for them, mind you, because some of them need to do my running. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's been good and I've got some good players there and uh, big naddies there as well, so we've got a little bit of experience, um, but going forward, it'll be, it'll be a good learning curve for some of them this season because a lot of them have just started out with, so if we could keep going where we're going then good, but we'll just wait and see how it goes. Turning back to Falkirk, we're, we're talking to you about two days after the Linlithgow game, which was the, the first uh, foray for the new management team. Obviously, you came through the, the youth ranks with, with Lee. So how do you think him and, and Dave McCracken will do? I don't know how they'll do, but I hope they do well. To be fair, obviously, being myself, being a coach coming through and you've got that kind of aspiration to go and try to be a manager at some point. Um, 
I hope they go and do well for ourselves. That's the main thing because I know Lee a wee bit as well. I don't know Crank too well, but I know Ian. He's just, I mean, he's been a f- he was a boy there as well. So mm. I'd like to think mm. Ian go and do well for the club. So that's that's the main thing. I just hope they can kick on because you're looking at the squad and thinking. I mean, they should be doing better than what they are, but I suppose they're still close to the top of the league. So it's just maybe just try to get that right guy in to push him on even more. A couple of final questions about your playing career. Firstly, did you ever have the chance to go come back to Falkirk? I'd say no. I didn't have the chance. No, I'd never. No, no, I think there's maybe a couple of questions you asked, but nothing. Uh, no, not the time. I think no, nothing. Get asked me to come back on that. Secondly, can you tell us about your favourite game or favourite goal in a Falkirk shirt? Yeah, goal. I think it may be the first goal. It may be. I think it was going to Fairman. I think. Don Fairman. That's I, right. Eh? Um, I remember Pedro not being there as well. And, I had, I think I had blonde highlights in it at the time as well. She was giving me some stick for that beforehand, <laughs> so I got some stick for that. But no, it was, uh, that was some feeling. Um, remember that game well because obviously was that even that season actually we fell. We done quite well against them that season. Mm. Um, so it was kind of like when I took that goal. It was I think we won one 0 no, no, I think it was one 0 no. It was one 0 no, um, so, so you got was, the only uh, goal of the game. Ah, uh, so it felt even better. So <laughs> and it's the rivalry and everything else, I know. Um, obviously it's not as big as some but to us growing up it was that was the one do you know what I mean you need to make sure you don't get beat off in Fairman so yeah. uh, that was that, that that definitely that game anything you're less proud of in the Falkirk up? Uh, less proud of maybe a few of my send-offs I've had a couple of send-offs as a wee bit that bouncing the ball uh, bouncing the ball, the ball one, that was horrible I think Yogi absolutely caned me for that to be fair I remember a few times but yeah, uh, that was some of, some of the send-offs were silly um, just a few reactions things as well but and then maybe I maybe a wee bit of regret of maybe that last season this the right back and I should speak up and stuff like that because you're a skipper but again you're trying to do it for the club you'll put it anywhere but that was probably a more wee regret Darren, as we end the show, we always ask our guests for their first on the team sheet. So that's the Falkirk player they enjoyed playing alongside the most during the spell. So who would it be for you and why? It'd probably be Kenny Milne, actually, to be fair. It might not be what everybody wanted. Yeah, everybody's probably saying Russell. and It'd probably be Kenny Milne. We had such a good partnership together. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jack, see Jack Ross and like so that sort of backline. Uh, Jack mm-hmm. Ross, the boys coming up toward with our side, I think. Uh, they sort of boys, but we had... Again, first in the team sheet, with, he had Russell, but it was just scary in training. But like, so he yeah. tried to get a ball off him. It was just, well, I remember trying to get in that arse, man. I'm going on a chance. <laughs> he just chucked me a boot, honestly. And I'm just like a sangry wee guy, just trying to get it off him. But no, it was great. It was great to see. Even little things like that with Yogi getting frustrated with him as well. But oh, just he was so clever and just so intelligent like with a ball. And you could just like, just open up that game from your days running all day for Russell. Um, Aye, so no, I think it would probably be for, in a Falkirk shot in my time there especially with Kenny Milne probably because we did have that partnership and it was uh, and I played St. Halfway probably for so long so Kenny Milne Darren, thanks for taking the time to chat to us here at Walking Down Hope Street it's been great hearing stories from your time at Falkirk thanks also to the listeners for joining us remember you can keep up to date with all the Walking Down Hope Street news on our Twitter page at WDH Street or via our Facebook page remember if you'd be interested in sponsoring our upcoming shows then please do get in touch via our social media channels you've been listening to Walking Down Hope Street in association with GM Productions and we'll be back in a few weeks with another expert until then bye for now